Welcome to Janika Whitney Radio, the podcast that helps you escape your nine to five and elevate into the exciting world of entrepreneurship with the energy, the mindset, and the strategy that you need to become the first millionaire in your family. I am your host, Janika, who had no college or university degree, but retired the nine to five life at 19 years old as a serial investor and freedom driven CEO who has coached thousands of women all over the world to manifest like a boss. This is where you come to feel unstoppable and wildly magnetic. Each week, my guests and me riff on all things money, how to attract it with your mind, how to create it online through marketing, and how to invest it for real generational wealth. You'll also receive financial literacy tips, spiritual success activations, and passive income plays that will leave you feeling activated and confident to manifest a rich and ridiculous reality, one with no limits beyond your wildest imagination. So if you're ready to work smarter and not harder, if you're awake and hungry for more in life, then let's get into it, shall we? Hello, gorgeous. How's it going? And welcome back to the show. I have to say, I am currently in bed and I decided to roll out and spend the day doing all the content things. I'm actually just started planning for 2023 and I decided I would record. (laughs) It's just a total vibe. This whole year, I've uh, really just been putting on the lifestyle that I want to create outside of me. And I know I talked about this in another episode, uh, but whatever it is you want to create outside of yourself, you really just want to lean into. So freedom, a flow, fulfillment, just doing things as I feel. And I decided we're going to have this conversation. And I'm so excited because today's guest She is the epitome of breaking all the rules and truly unraveling what it actually means to create a rich and ridiculous life. And what I mean by that is there's conventional ways that we've been taught to make money, you know, get up and jump out of bed, go to work, clock in, clock out, come home, clockwork right? Do things by the book, follow the rules. That doesn't feel like freedom for me. And our next guest, she is so incredibly aligned with the kind of uh, human she is. And you'll know what I mean when I introduce you to her and when you hear her story, but we all operate in a different way. And when we're put in a box, it really suffocates us from our creativity, right? It really suffocates us from um, the kind of person we are. Maybe we're not the kind of people that function best first thing in the morning. Maybe you're the kind of person that works better in an office. Maybe you work better in bed. I have been finding a lot of my creativity in bed. (laughs) You know, I write a lot of my emails and um, you know, create a lot of my content um, in, in the in the text part of it in bed. It, it's it's what feels good for me. And sometimes you just need to hear stories of people that are doing things unconventionally for the permission for you to really step in 
to that yourself. And so when I started, you know, hearing about this idea of creating uh, wealth from a place of flow and from a place of like, you know, allowing and leaning back, that was so mind blowing and unrealistic for me because I wasn't taught that way. And the more that I tried it on, the more I stepped into this world of like, oh my God, I can truly create financial freedom. I can start to see that for myself. It's um, becoming a reality for me. And that's why we talk a lot about, uh, you know, investing into yourself, because when you do that, you learn new ways of being, new ways of doing, new ways of creating. And this idea of, you know, building a reality around entrepreneurship, around starting an online business, you know, passive income, automation, that for me feels like a massive paradigm shift and something we're all being called to explore right now because the old ways of pushing and hustling and living life by the books, by the rules, it's kind of firebacking. It's a, it's, um, it's backfiring firebacking. Oh my God. I'm having like a, I'm having like a, um, a lazy bed moment, <laughs> but it just feels really cool to experiment with these energies. You know, like when you're leaning back, that's when the creativity flushes in and that's what this podcast is all about. I love bringing guests who aren't your regular standard people that have done things um, in the way that society promotes. And I want to create a new world. I want you to join us in this world where you actually get to be abundant based on what feels good. Like, try that on. What would feel good for you? Maybe stepping into a life where you design the way that you operate from a place of alignment, excitement, fulfillment, right? But it's this like unraveling of what we've been exposed to. And I know a lot of you can relate and tuning in, tapping into stories from people that are doing the damn thing. And that's what Tiffany is doing. That's what she's done. And that's her purpose. So Tiffany, who's my next guest and why I'm obsessed with this conversation is because she is the example of what balance looks like when it comes to being and doing. Tiffany serves aligned souls who are typically spiritual life coaches, they're spiritual healers, spiritual teachers, health coaches, service-based prov providers, and multi-passionate creatives to really help them discover themselves on a deeper level. She helps them come home to themselves and to experience joy and abundance in their business through mindset, manifestation coaching, and coaching that creates a sound mind, body, and spirit. Mm. So this one's just going to be such a soulful conversation, one that gives you peer permission to, to lean back. Okay. Lean back, allow whatever needs to come through for you, regardless of where you're at in your life right now. Maybe it's calling on you to go all in with that online business 
to create more freedom for yourself. Maybe it's to go to the next level in your business. Maybe it's to uh, take your finances more seriously so that you can create more space to do the things that you love. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I know you're going to love this conversation. And if you do, just make sure you leave a review, connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to hear how this has moved you and yeah, allow yourself to really get into it. And let's, let's just dive in. All right. (laughs) Enjoy my love. What's up you guys. And welcome back to the show. I am so excited and honored to introduce our next guest to you all. This is somebody who I feel her message, her energy, what she puts out in the world very much aligns with what I want to share here with you guys when it comes to just really stepping into more freedom, fortunes, and fun in your life. Tiffany, welcome to our show. I'm so grateful to have you here. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So before we dive in to your powerful story and journey, because I really feel like a lot of what you've been through and, you know, the things that I've read about your personal journey, um, my audience can relate to, but before we dive into what you've manifested from your rock bottom moments, I would love to get a little cozy and ask you some of our fire started questions. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So I know that alignment is something that you talk a lot about. Um, Mm. Tell us about your daily rituals. Do you have one? How do you get into alignment for the person who is, you know, kind of in their headspace? Do you have something that you do daily? I don't do anything daily. Um, I have ADHD. I'm very neurodiverse. So routines and keeping up with things on a daily basis honestly just doesn't work for me. Um, So there's nothing that I do daily. It's more just so when I feel called. So when I feel called, I will um, journal my thoughts and just get them down onto paper. If I feel called, I'll put myself into a trance state. If I feel called, I will do some self-reiki. But I don't like that idea of like daily consistency. I actually don't even like the word consistency because it sometimes forces me to do things outside of what my body wants. Mm -hmm. And it's very heady. It's very in my head. I like to drop into my body and ask my body what it needs and then go from there. Ooh, I love that. Okay. And what are some of those conversations like when your body is speaking to you? What does it need, um, you know, depending on the time of day? Like what are some of those things that you really crave? Yeah. So it just depends, right? So I just drop into my body. I look for sensations. Sometimes people hear voices. Sometimes people just have a knowing. I kind of go through all of that, but sometimes it is fun, right? Like fun is one of our highest um, levels of vibration. So I need to go and find a playground and literally swing on the swings, or maybe it's pleasure and orgasms. So it's like self-pleasure, right? Or maybe sometimes it is um, joy, like doing something that just brings me so much joy joy and like lights me up. Um, Or maybe sometimes it's just stillness and peace, right? I'm a single mom of an eight-year-old. So I need that peace. I need that quiet. And so sitting down and actually allowing myself to just be still and maybe ring a singing bowl, um, something on the floor. I just drop in and I allow my body to the first thing that comes to mind that I'm craving. I just go and do that and I honor it. 
That sounds so beautiful. And I can't wait to find out how this journey unfolded for you. Uh, But we're going to save that until the middle part of this uh, podcast episode. So, okay. Tell me about your relationship with money. Cause we talk a lot about money on this podcast. I'm an advocate for a healthy, um, expansive relationship with money. What, how would you describe your relationship with money? Yeah, I feel like my relationship with money is like connecting to the spirit of money and being a good steward of money. So as we all know, we can't carry money into wherever we go after we die. And so here on earth, we are stewards of money. We're physical vessels of attracting, but also investing money. So it's constantly coming and going. So we're I'm what I teach my students and what I embody is where is this money going that I'm being a good vessel that is pouring into, right? How am I supporting causes around the world that I am so serious about and as well as living the lifestyle that I want to live, right? But also um, attracting aligned money as well, right? Like wealth in an aligned way versus over hustling or overdoing or falling into this need for producing that we live in a very capitalistic, industrialistic world. Um, How can we see money? Money as always flowing to us and also being good stewards of it when it does flow our way and it when it when it flows away from us as well. Oh, I love that. It's so beautiful. And a lot of what you're saying, I feel like is are new concepts to most people in the world because and, and I'd love to dive deeper into this because of our culture and our background and our beliefs. Um, this is so um, new age and it's a new paradigm of uh, wealth creation. Yeah. I'm so freaking excited to hear your story about um, Okay. So what would you recommend for anybody that is on a journey for spiritual growth, business activation, those who are looking for more flow and, and, and creating um, wealth and success from a place of alignment, where would you recommend that they start any, phys- any, any books, any podcasts that you're currently like obsessing about or that you advocate for your own clients? Yeah, I have a ton of content on this on my podcast, the Social Reset Podcast. I say that's a really good place to start. I also just did a masterclass called Flow Magic, and it's still in the link in my bio at Tiffany Chung, C-H-E-U-N-G dot C-O. I think those are really, really good places to start. This is something that I'm very, very connected to. And I actually don't see a lot of people talking about, and I try not to tune into um, too many outside voices. I don't really follow a lot of other you know, coaches and creators because... I really want to be able to channel what comes directly from me. Um, and so I really haven't gone outside of that to really figure out like what that looks like for um, other coaches. But from what I've channeled and what I've transmuted and alchemized for myself, the masterclass and the podcast are really, really good places to start. Highly, highly um, recommend that like pouring of, you know, true transmuted um, experience and um, download. And we will link those uh, uh, resources for you guys um, below. Okay. I love it. I'm so excited. All right. So why don't we get into the meat of things? I I would love to hear your journey. If you could walk us through um, where your spiritual journey began and Mm -hmm. what that rock bottom moment for you looked like. And if you could take us into your first six figures, because I know you are um, killing it in the online space. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I actually started my business after I got let go uh, during COVID, actually when it first started. So this was like April 2020, like just in the height of COVID. Um, I was working a day job. I was a marketing and communications manager for a startup company um, here locally in the Bay Area. And at that point, I had already been on the online space um, for a while, I was a content creator slash influencer. So I would partner with brands. I would work with different brands to collaborate and essentially promote their products. Um, so, you know, I would make commissions. Sometimes I would make money from specific sponsored posts, but I wasn't actually working with clients, right? So I don't really count that as part of my business. Um, but that was where I gained a lot of experience, right? I gained experience through my job. I was always working in marketing. I, um, was building that content creation platform as an influencer that gave me so much experience. And then over time, my audience grew and it grew and it grew, right? That wasn't necessarily my goal. I wanted to just kind of start off and have fun and build a community because I was going through postpartum depression. I had a newborn. Um, I just separated with her dad, right? It was a very, very low moment of my life. My family, my parents had kicked me out of the home. I was living on my own. And then I was living completely on my own. Um, after her dad and I separated. And so I was longing for this kind of sense of community as this brand new mom that was taking care of a newborn and exhausted and overwhelmed. And I was still going to school at this time, right? And I was working uh, a couple of jobs. So working a couple of jobs. I was on food stamps. I was like barely making it by every single month, right? Every time rent came around, I remember like the anxiety of the first coming around every single month was just like harrowing for me, right? I would just be in knots. I would be like so frustrated and so worried and like trying to take on more and more like side jobs just to make money. I remember doing Lyft and DoorDash and all of these different things that was available at the time just so I can have a little bit of money to scrape together so I can get over that, you know, rent hump. And then so when I lost my job, I was like reeling, right? I was like, I'm not going to have a place to live. What am I going to do? Um, and e eventually I kind of pulled together um, the experience that I had being an influencer and the knowledge that I did no. And I was like, there's so much here. You know, um, I actually started looking for, you know, different remote jobs and, and looking for, you know, different sources of income that was going to be an actual job. And there was just a turning point where I was like, you know what? I can do this. I can teach this. This is something I'm capable of doing. Um, and so there was just a moment where I was like, okay, this is available to me. I'm just gonna offer like one-on-one -on -one services and see how people respond to that, right? It wasn't really like a, oh, this is my business and this is my business model and this is my plan. Like I didn't have any of that. I was just like, this is what I can offer. I can offer social media coaching. And I ended up also offering like social media engagement and some other services, but that's where I started. I was just like, hey, I had an audience at the time. I had a Facebook group that I was running to 14,000 members at the time. Um, I had built up a lot of like credibility and community at that time because it's been years into it, like six years into it. And people just jumped at it. I got booked out immediately. I had my first 10K month almost immediately. Um, there was a lot of like lead up to this because I was doing so much and creating so much content and still sharing my story as a single mom and going through all of the things that I was going through um, just, you know, without any intention of like selling services, et cetera. I was just showing up 
And I think that's what really helped build a community from the beginning. And then so from there, I began to um, like the first six figures was very is done very messy. Um, I like launched a bunch of different things. I offered a bunch of different services. I worked with a lot of people I didn't want to work with. Um, I worked, you know, doing things that I just didn't necessarily see myself doing in the long run, but were really, really good experiences for me. Um, because it helped me realize like what I wanted to teach what I versus what I didn't want to teach, right? Things I wanted to coach on and things I wanted to be known for versus what I didn't. And so, um, yeah, the first six figures happened within the first eight months of my business. And it was a really beautiful journey of just realizing that this is something that was available to me. And a lot of it, honestly, it was the the inner work, right? It was the energetic work that happened while I was, yes, taking aligned action, but energetically aligning myself to believing that I am worthy of this and that I can release old money stories and that the way I've been taught about money is not the way that I have to continue living when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a process of unraveling and unlearning um, to be able to really create wealth beyond what we see, you know, with the naked eye. And so mm-hmm. why don't you talk to us a little bit about um, what some of those blocks were, if you could identify clearly, what were the stories and the limiting beliefs that you had um, and that you shifted in order to be able to like really step into this next level of wealth? Yeah. So growing up as a daughter of Chinese immigrants, there was a lot of scarcity around money just growing up, right? My my dad worked as a busboy of two different restaurants, um, trying to just make rent and and make buy, right? He would drive, he would walk to school because he couldn't even afford a bike, like let alone a car, to get to college. Um, and he taught himself English, right? There were so like he came to a new country not knowing the language, just wanting this chance to um excel and and have the career and have the life that he couldn't have had you know where where his hometown was and he did it without his family and so did my mom um and so for them they were very much in survival mode because if this didn't work they would have to go back to living a life that they did not want for themselves and there were so little resources at that time especially for people of color especially for immigrants and in that age they didn't have things like podcasts they didn't have things like social media and the information age where you can learn and and learn anything you want right you had to go to school you had to get a degree you had to climb the corporate ladder and that was their way of success right so of course with all of the love and intention in their heart, that's what they're passing down to their children, right? Me and my sister. And so I was raised thinking college, a degree, getting into corporate is the only way I could bet, like possibly be successful. And along the way, I have to pinch my pennies. I have to save every dollar I have. I can't spend on anything. Wait, 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 wait to spend, which is like, wait until when? <laughs> um, and, and it was very much like, hoard money until like it hurts pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's something my dad actually said. <laughs> and I and and that was the mentality that I I was raised with was like money is really hard to come by. You're going to work really hard for it and it's going to be really easy to spend. 
So for a while, I was working really, really hard because it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like money doesn't grow on trees. Money's really hard to come by. So it'd be really hard to come by. But then whatever money I would spend, whatever money I would attract would kind of go right out the door um, as soon as it came in because of this mindset and because I felt like I needed to save everything. But at the same time, I didn't have the proper like financial education and mindset behind it. And so I would save and save and save. And then at one point I would just like blow it all on, on something. Right. Or it was just like, yeah, it wasn't like aligned spending. Right. Um, and so there were just a lot of those types of stories growing up and, and realizing that a lot of the financial education I knew came from this idea of scarcity and, you know, take very, very low risks and don't invest too much and don't give away too much money, right? So when I invest in my first $20,000 full in a mastermind, my dad pretty much had a panic attack yeah, um, <laughs> and was like, what are you doing? This doesn't sound right. What What's going on, yeah. right? Like, this is not something that sounds like, you know, you should be investing in. That's so much money all at once. Like, they didn't understand even like my first $4,000 into my first coach, they were like, oh my gosh, that's so much money. They didn't really understand the concept of investing in themselves in that way, right? Um, and it's had to take, and and there's we still disagree on so much, right? So much more than we agree on. Um, but over time, I feel like they've seen how I've attracted money in insane ways um, and how much my business has grown to a point where they just don't say anything anymore. Right. Um, and they're just like, OK, she's going to do what she's going to do. Clearly, it's working for her. But yeah, I had to I had to give myself permission to release a lot of those stories without trying to change their mind about it. You know, I think a lot of the time we try to like go back to our parents and like teach them and lecture them or show them or try to prove to them like, hey, this is how it could be. Right. And it's like, that's not our jobs. It would be nice if they understood or supported. But it, we also don't need that in order to be the most successful versions of ourselves. So true. Wow. And thank you for taking us on that journey because you said a lot of things in there that uh, I think any person without the tools and the spiritual, you know, path would crumble, right? You know, being a single mom and, um, you know, feeling like you, you, you had to, you know, do all the things to just to survive. And then, you know, finally having the courage to, okay, I'm going to start uh, promoting and creating more impact like that in itself um, needs to be celebrated. And anybody who's listening right now who feels like maybe their circumstances don't reflect that of the thing that you want to manifest, like Tiffany is a living, breathing example of that. It doesn't actually matter what you're growing going through, you're actually growing through it. And um, mm -hmm. there are resources now available to us, which um, really allows to like tap into the potential of creating whatever prosperity you want in your life. So um, celebrating you for that huge, huge, yeah, huge. And yeah, and I think with, um, you know, the stories and the limiting beliefs that you mentioned, I think a lot of us can relate to it. And so I just want to invite our listeners right now to just you know, um, take inventory of where you're at in your life today. And if it's reflecting that of your past, uh, just know that there are um, people, tools, resources, Tiffany, um, who, uh, you know, can really support you through transforming um, that financial reality. 
Uh, so you posted something on your Instagram, which I would love to dive deeper into when it comes to like creating um, wealth, not just, you know, not just bringing it in, attracting it, magnetizing it and hustling for it. You posted something on Instagram that says, I sleep until noon. I don't have any kind of routine or plan in my business and make multi six <laughs> figures in a year. So if there is a framework, tell us how you do it. Tell us how um, you're able to live in alignment and attract and magnetize more for the person who is on the verge of like burnout and is mm. looking for like a way to, um, yeah, to create more wealth with ease. Yeah. Well, the first thing I want to say is like, if I read that on somebody else's page, like a year and a half into business, I'd be like, yeah, right. Like, absolutely not. Like I was so deep in the hustle and I was so deep in the burnout. So I get it right. Like I know what that's like. And I think the universe specifically gave me those lessons to be like, hey, here is the extreme end and here is the other end. And I've kind of found my place where I've created a balance of aligned sacred action, not hustly action, but very, very, aligned movement and that flow and rest, right? I mean, I can talk about this for hours, but I think one of the biggest things is we live in this society that is driven by what we produce, right? We are constantly taught to talk about our um, achievements and what we've created and then incorporate settings, right? You're very much measured by how much you create, not who you are, right? Or or the connections you've made. It's like the dollar amount. And then it's about uh, how much money you've brought into the company. And, you know, all of these things are important for business to run. But we've also, as a society, really over glamorized that hustle, right? I remember growing up and, and you know, my I mentioned my dad started off as a busboy, but he is now a partner at the company that he's been working for for years. So I've watched him climb the corporate ladder and I've actually watched him congratulate his colleagues that would have like a sick wife or, you know, not ha- not be able to go, uh, uh, like shouldn't have been able to show up to work or work events because of family or because of health issues or mental health issues and still showing up and them being um, congratulated for it. Right. And we see that all the time of like managers that are like, you need to take this shift. Right. And someone trying to say like, hey, I need a mental health day. I'm really struggling over here. And the manager being just like essentially saying like, I don't care, like you need to show up. Right. And that is just such a toxic yet normalized way of showing up and working. And for especially like the younger generation, I don't want them to think that that's the only way, right? If you're like just getting into it or you are like starting your own business, but you're thinking like, oh, I I like have to hustle. Or maybe you haven't even started your own business because you're so afraid of it being like hard work and hustle all the time because that's kind of what you look around and see. I just want to remind you that there's another way of doing it, right? There's another way of achieving all of your dreams and doing the things that you want. 
And I think sometimes there is like a con, like there's a denotation when it comes to the word like flow. Sometimes people associate that with like being like neglectful or being just more like laid back and not really working towards their goals or like releasing some of their goals. And that's not the case. When you're in flow with your body and your cycles and your seasons and your energetic rhythms, you actually create even more success. You attract it rather than when you are in this like graspy, constricted, like uh, desperate, like I need this to happen. I need it. I need it. I'm going to work extra hard. I'm going to like push my body to the brink of (laughs) burnout to make it happen. Right. Even like that energy of like, I need this to happen. This like constriction it, you can visualize, um, I talk about this in my Flow Magic Masterclass. It's um, the replay still up in the link in my bio, and I, I break it down. I actually have a visual on that masterclass. It's like a water pipe that's been dented and just like bent and just constricted, right? And it's like the flow of water and the stream of water is not going to flow very easily. It still might, right? Still might, but not as easily as an open channel of flow that is open and ready to receive, that is relaxed, that's in joy, right? And it's joy and it's fun and it's pleasure, right? Relaxed and able to just surrender to, oh, I know this is coming for me. I just know that these people are going to sign up to this offer. I just know money's coming my way. There is a level of surrender render there that is open and allows you to receive versus this kind of hunched over restricted constricted feeling of like gritted you know teeth and like clenched palms of like this needs to happen and i think what ends up happening when we're in that graspy energy of like i need money i need clients so we start doing weird things like <laughs> reaching out to people cold dming from this place of desperate energy right um posting in this energy that just feels very needy versus is posting in this energy and showing up in this energy and even cold DMing in this energy, which I don't really teach um, from this place of like really relaxed and really surrendered and attracting people to you because there is a difference, you know? Um, So I think one of the first things to do is, and everyone's path is going to look very different. So it's not like there is a specific framework that's going to work for everybody. You're going to have different, because it all goes back to your own, um, it all goes back to your own experiences around work and productivity. And that's going to be a different experience for everybody. So sometimes it's a matter of going back into your um, inner child and and doing some healing and, and loving on them based on what they've been told as a young kid or as a teenager or when you first started working. Um, maybe it is going back even deeper and healing a money story from your parents. Maybe you're also a child of immigrants, right? Um, maybe it's just, you know, trying to keep up with the people around you and it's people pleasing and you're, you don't want to look a certain way because everyone around you is hustling and grinding really hard and you don't know any other way. So it's maybe it's giving yourself permission to explore a way that's different than what you've seen from family, friends, colleagues online. Right. Um, so I, I would 
invite you to, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, drop into your body. Just take some time to sit with your body and ask for what it needs, right? A lot of what happens when we're hustling and grinding and go, 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 do, 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 it happens very much in the head. It's very much our mind of like, this is what we're taught. This is what I'm conditioned to do. So this is what I have to do. But when you drop into the body, you might feel your body aching. You might feel your body desperate for a nap or like nourishment or uh, sunshine and being out in nature, right? Like there's so much medicine from the earth and from the things around us Mm -hmm. that are not going to take place in front of a laptop screen or inside your four walls, you know? So it's really a matter of dropping in and being honest. And I like to connect to the spirit of my business. I believe that my business is alive and has a spirit. So I'll actually sit down and talk out loud to the spirit of my business and see what it has to say to me and and what it wants to offer and maybe what needs to be reframed or tweaked. And that's where I get my downloads and my offers um, and different launch ideas. And I allow myself to just flow with it without any plans, without any schedules. I allow myself to flow with that magic because I trust that it's chosen me for a reason, right? If you have an idea, if you have an offer, if you have a download for something in your business, or maybe you haven't even started your business yet, I believe that it chose you for a reason, right? So the worst thing that you can do is like diminish shit through like extremely structured, like plan and hustle and like overdoing it. Of course, there are people who like that. And to a certain extent that can be helpful but really looking into what feels right to me, right? In what ways am I abandoning my body, Mm. right? All of like hustle culture and productivity culture comes down to self-abandoning. And so when we self-abandon our body, we're people-pleasing our boss. We are showing up in this culture that we think that we need to show up in because this is what's expected of us. But when you radically self-accept and self-love what is being said to you there Mm. that's a really good place to start I love that oh so good so good and so timely you know I was uh, talking to my audience about financial freedom and this idea of uh, trusting in the creative desires that you have I think you know you speak a lot about um, you know being an immigrant and being told that Mm. it needs to look a certain way and it needs to be logical, strategical, methodical. It needs to make financial sense. Um, And the idea of trusting that whatever feels good is actually abundant. And so um, in the journey of financial freedom, you know, a lot of my listeners want to be able to create wealth on their terms and to really create outside of you what you desire it really needs to exist within you. So that freedom to be, the freedom to feel, the freedom to dance, the freedom to not have a, a structured ritual and not have to show up consistently, that um, in itself is like the strategy, right? Um, and I think a lot of people are still trying to fit themselves in boxes. Mm-hmm. And so I love your um, permission around, you know, operating from a place of like, what, what do I actually want? What feels really good right now? Uh, and and that for me is, is very much in alignment with, um you know, what financial freedom looks like. It's like, okay, how can we free ourselves of all the rules? 
how are we abandoning abandoning ourselves right now and uh yeah and and start to align uh by by breaking free of this hustle culture so mm. it's so beautiful and i think a lot of our listeners are going to feel a little bit relieved to know that there is there is another way to operate yeah uh, yeah thank you for that oh, yeah, so absolutely so what is, um, you, you mentioned you made a really big investment and a lot of things we discuss here on this podcast when I promote is investing in yourself. So, mm. well, I want to know, like, why do you think people don't invest in themselves? Like aside from maybe, you know, they might not have the money, which is an obvious reason, but like for those who might have some money tucked away or, they're just like on the verge of hiring their next coach or investing in crypto, which is a lot of the things that I promote. Like, why do you think people don't invest in themselves? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to um, like, in. I mean, there are very specific reasons as to things not feeling aligned and really honoring what um, what feels right for them in that moment of their their life if we're talking like specifics but i think in general why we're not taught that is because it's not really something that like i think that in our society even just talking about money is something that is seen as like oh that's not like don't talk about that that's like not your business or don't ask those types of questions right and when we when we do talk about money it's it's very like demonizing it's not about like healthy investing and pouring back into yourself it's like oh this is what i have to pay for this is my mortgage this is my car payments this, these are my whatever right it's very much like this need around like scarcity and then when we do talk about money we demonize money um and so i have not seen growing up people talk about investing in themselves at all yeah. you know it's like all the conversations around money are very much like survival mode and like oh the gas prices and rent is going up it's very much like in this kind of complaining energy um and i don't think that especially for our parents generation that they even had the resources or the energetic capacity to invest in themselves maybe for some of them who were more privileged um but i think for a lot of immigrants of color a lot of people of color right that was just not on the forefront of their mind even uh even like spending on themselves for like luxury goods or not even luxury just treating themselves Right. That's like a foreign concept to a lot of people. I know my mom will not purchase like things for herself really outside of like the home or like decor or like plants. Right. But she will not go and like treat herself to like a spa weekend or even like a staycation or something like she's still very much like like I have to hoard money. This is what it is. Right. And I think a lot of that comes from um, epigenetics and, and trauma, right? Like we pass down generational wounds and we get, we pass down uh, generational oppression, especially if you're a person of color and especially for women, because women were left out of the money conversation until very recently. Right. And so when people of color, when women come into money, we feel this need to kind of hoard it and be very low risk about it because in our blood, in our energy, in our DNA, we're afraid that's going to be taken from us again, 
right? Because that's what's happened through colonialism and through capitalism and white supremacy for generations. And we live in a white supremacy society, right? This is literally like capitalism is connected to white supremacy. And so for people of color specifically, it is very, very um, connected to something that we can't even put into words. There is this fear, this survival that is just like, it's very scary for us. So investing when it comes to people of color um, and we're shifting this paradigm, right, has always been historically like unheard of, yeah. right? It's like white people are able to invest in themselves um, a lot more, right? Like that's something that's seen like they're, they're seen able to like treat themselves a lot more. But when it comes to immigrant families and it comes to people of color and parents, it's like that's non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's why I think it's so important too to invest in yourself, right? Whether it is, so for me, that $20,000 was for a business mastermind. Um, I've also purchased a lot. You know, I, I've spent over six figures in coaching alone um, since I started my business. So that's over way over $100,000 of coaching combined, um, as well as courses and, and different things that have helped me get to my, get my business to where it is, right? Like when you invest in yourself, other people want to invest in you. It's a mirror all the time. And, but I think that it also comes down to feeling that you are worthy of investing in that you believe and trust yourself enough. Yeah. I think self-trust is another big, big thing for women of color. Um, you trust yourself enough to decide that whatever happens, this is a good decision. This is a good investment, um, regardless of whatever result ends up happening, right? And return of investment can sometimes just be that energetic return of investment where it's so really, good. really powerful. Yeah. So true. Oh, so good. I love that perspective and so much yeah. compassion around, uh, you know, the, the trauma around it. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for, yeah. Thank you for just really breaking that down for us. We are the best investment. And I mean, just hearing your story and how you have, you know, had your breakthroughs around money and how you are, um, you know, in flow is so much, it's so much for our permission for our listeners here today. So I'd love to wrap this up. Oh my God. I feel like we could like talk for hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to binge on your podcast. Um, I would love to know if you've got like a money mantra or something that you're, you know, unconsciously or consciously saying to yourself about money right now that maybe we can um, part with, with the audience. Mm. Yeah, I have two. One, I always say it. I always say that money just flows effortlessly to me and through me. Um, and I also recently have been saying um, I make more money than I can spend. So like, I, I just always I don't really set money goals anymore. Um, but I just know that no matter what, I'm always making more money than I can ever spend. And so whenever I look at my bank account, I always look at it and I'm just like, I just make so much money. I make more money than I can ever spend. I can never I spend it. this much money. <laughs> so yeah. good. I'm going to, I'm going to try that on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am obsessed. Okay. My love. So for everybody listening, who's obsessed with you right now, where can you, where can we find you on the social medias? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm on Instagram at tiffanychung.co. That's Chung is spelled C-H-E-U-N-G, but it should pop up. 
Instagram is the place I spend most of my time. So always feel free to shoot me a message, um, a DM. I love hearing from everybody and just hearing takeaways and all of that juicy stuff. Um, my podcast is going to be another place that has hours and hours of incredible free content. Some of those could literally be full-on masterclasses on money and manifestation and financial freedom and flowiness, um, as well as spirituality and just all of the things, business, creation, sales, marketing, right? Um, so that's the Social Reset Podcast. And that's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. And then, yeah, I mentioned the Flowy Magic Masterclass. Um, that replay is in the link in my bio. So I'll leave that up and you can go and watch that. Um, it's like a little over an hour. It's about an hour and a half. But it's like a very, very jam-packed masterclass on tapping into your flow, opening your channel to receive, removing any blocks that might be within that channel and really allowing yourself to be that abundant version. Because I believe that flow is our natural state. Like that's literally what we're meant to be. We're meant to be flowy. We're meant like we're 70% water, right? Yeah. So we're meant to flow. We're meant to be in tune with those streams and connected to our human design or energetic blueprint. So I talk about all of that um, in the masterclass. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. So poetic. I will link everything in the show notes below. Tiffany, thank you so much for this conversation. And yeah. I hope that our listeners who are activated will go out there and take the one thing that really hit home for you and uh, just do the scary thing, invest in yourself, um, start over, create, feel, drop into your body. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Yay. Bye. All right, gorgeous. I hope this episode activated you to take massive inspired action today. If you are ready to breathe life into your dream business, go ahead and download the free business activation blueprint, where I break down the exact formula for building a powerful brand. Tune in every single week to activate your manifesting powers so that you can create the business and life of your wildest dreams. You're amazing. You are beautiful. And I appreciate you. Mwah.